And I know you're going to love this. This is one of my absolute favorite topics. And I was able to get super creative and come up with some fun stuff for you today to talk to you about how to stop the scroll. Now, I've had lots of you asking me in recent times, Sam, how do I get people's attention? How do I create curiosity and intrigue? And what's a hook and how do I write one? So I'm going to share with you five different strategies to stop the scroll. Meaning when someone is doing that scroll through Facebook, how do you get their attention? Well, it's a great question and we're definitely going to talk about that today. I'm going to give you five different ways you can do it. And I'm hoping you will have uh, some fantastic creative ideas that, that are inspired by this. So stopping the scroll, why do we need to do that? Well, let's just start with something. Firstly, Remember what I've talked to you all about before, just because you can't see them, meaning just because people aren't interacting with you doesn't mean they're not watching you. We know because we all do it that when we are on Facebook or Instagram or any social media platform, what do we do? How do we use it? We sit down and we mind numbingly scroll. We all do it. Okay. But the thing is, how do you get someone to pause on something you've created? Well, this is actually a strategy. There are lots of strategies around this, but this isn't something that you accidentally do. You can definitely stumble across some clever ways of doing this, but we want to be strategic. We want to do this on purpose. Now, just because people don't interact with your post doesn't mean they didn't pay attention to it. How often have you caught yourself looking at something because you simply can't help it? Do you know, there are so many times that I see a post on social media and I think, I know that they're hooking me in. I know they're baiting me in, but I can't help it. I have to click on it anyway. Who's done that? I know you probably have. I've definitely done that. So let's talk a little bit about some of the ways you can go about doing it. Now, the cool thing is here, I'm giving you a vast array of different options and I encourage you to pull from different ones and play with them. Don't just, you know, stick to one. You've heard me talk about your recipe, keeping in mind everything you do on social media will be specific to you and it needs to work for you, but you've got to find your own recipe. This means you're going to incorporate different ingredients at different times. You're going to use different methods to apply those ingredients and you're going to use them in different quantities. Now, the ingredients represent your content, the posts that you put on social media. So the posts that you put out there to, to stop the scroll can differ. They can be very different. And I've tried many different things. For me, some things work better than others you will have various different things that for you will work. And you've also got to think about your personality type too. What kind of works for your personality? Do you have a little, I'm just going to give you the best tip I possibly could here. When it comes to learning about how to stop the scroll, pay attention to what you stop on. If you've ever heard me talk about this before, this is your one most powerful tool research-wise that you could ever do. Go, time yourself, by the way, when you do this, because otherwise you'll be in that rabbit hole for a good hour or two and wasting precious time. But next time you get a chance to scroll through Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever, wherever you're hanging out, just scroll and pay attention to what stops you and get curious. Why did I stop on that post? Was it something they wrote? Was it an image? Was it a video? What was it? And start to note those things down. Whether you write them in a book, what I like to do is screenshot them and I put them into a little folder because for me, these are the, I guess, the, the, 
um, starting point for much of my inspiration. Now, whilst I'm always creating my own stuff, I'm not mimicking anybody else. What I am doing is paying attention. I don't need to reinvent a wheel and neither do you. If someone got my attention with something, there's a good solid chance. If I do something similar or if I pay attention to what got my attention, I can replicate something in my own content that works in the same way. And so let's talk about number one, tip number one, which is text only posts. Now, these are so simple and yet so powerful. Why? Because as Facebook and Instagram have done this big shift towards video, and of course, imagery is so important as well. When people do text only posts, they tend to cut through the noise. People are so used to seeing image after image after image after video after video after video that when they see a bit of text and they can read it really quickly because there's not too much of it, it gets attention. It pattern breaks and that's what we want to be doing. We want to break people's patterns of behavior. So if they're scrolling through and they're looking at videos and suddenly they see a text post, oh, okay, it's something different. So it can stop the scroll. There are a few little tips here though when it comes to text-only posts. The first is you don't want to make it too wordy. Good news is if you're creating a text-only post in Facebook, you will only have so many characters you can use anyway um, to put a a color background on it. I like to use the color backgrounds on my text only posts. The reason being is number one, I'm restricted. So it really holds me back and I'm going to have to put in, um, I'm going to have to be thoughtful about what words I'm using. But the second reason is that even those color backgrounds, if you're really strategic about what color you're using, what background you use, can also in themselves be a pattern interrupt, which is what we're trying to do here. So text only post is number one, and that can be really powerful. You can do an engagement question in your text only post. You can make a statement. You can ask for an opinion. You can share a thought, but just keep in mind that if you put text only, keep the text relatively minimal and where you can use what we call buzzwords. Buzzwords are the words that get people's emotions going or that get the point across in uh, creative writing, meaning that a buzzword is not a filler word. It's a word that makes people associate with something. So my hot tip when it comes to writing any caption or any text anywhere is this, whatever you write, wherever you write it, do the Sam challenge. And this is, we call it the Sam challenge because Sam had to challenge self with this because I am a wordy person when it comes to my texts and my posts. So one of the things I do is I'll write it and then I challenge myself to halve it. That way I cut the fluff out and I'm left with the buzzwords because I have to get the point across in a lot less words. So Write what you're going to write and then challenge yourself to have it. And I guarantee you'll be left with the guts, which is the buzzwords, the stuff that evokes emotion, the stuff that gets the point across. So that is number one. Number two is, in fact, incorporating video where you can. Video can be a great pattern interrupt and can stop the scroll. But I'm going to give you a very important little tip here. To use video to pattern interrupt and stop the scroll, you've got to use your first three seconds wisely. Why? because you've only got three seconds to get someone's attention. One, two, three. One, two, three. So you want to grab their attention really quickly. So you also, when you do a video that you want to stop the scroll, need it to create curiosity or get their attention without the audio. 
The reason for this is because most people watch. So 70%, I think it's actually gone up, but the last stat that I saw was that 70% of all videos are watched with the sound off, which means that you need to be it to make sense and to get their attention without the sound. So just think to yourself when you're doing a video, what could you do that will get their attention really quickly? The great news is that you can now have captions on video. So you can still use your words, but you can make sure that the first few words or first few sentences you say are going to create curiosity and intrigue if that's how you're going to do it. And then use captions so they're quickly seeing the text as they do the scroll. And they're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Things like, don't watch this video could be one of the first things that you say. That's going to stop people. It could be something like, did you know? Or... Um, this is going to be polarizing or I don't want to offend anyone, but <laughs> just get creative with it. It doesn't really matter what you say after that. You want them to stop and play, hit play on that video, right? So just think about what you can do. You could also do it visually. So you could do something a little bit kind of crazy. Um, you could uh, do something unexpected. You could just make it visually appealing. So uh, remember, three seconds and it needs to make sense without audio so if you're going to if you're going to be talking then the captions are going to be really important for you okay so that's one is text only posts two is video but strategically done and number three are you ready number three is a favorite this is uh stuff that's going to grab attention because it pulls on people's ego is <laughs> the best way for me to say this. This is opinion creating content. I don't really know how to explain this one other than it's opinion pieces. So what I would suggest is if you're going to do one along these lines, you've got to be very careful. But I'm talking about the post that says, I want your opinion on. I need advice. I want your thoughts. When you put a post out there that starts with that, straight away you get the egos coming in. Now, everyone wants to provide their their um, uh, opinions. You, you know what happens when, you know, somebody has had an experience that you're about to have or you're currently having and suddenly everyone wants to tell you about it. Becoming a parent for the first time is one of those times. You know, you fall pregnant, you're going to have a baby and suddenly there's a million cooks in the kitchen because everyone who's done it before needs to tell you what's going to happen. You know, you have a newborn baby. You all know what it's like. We've all been there and you've not only got your mum, your mother-in-law, but every man and his dog is telling you how to take care of your baby. And of course, at that point, you have no idea what you're doing. So you are listening to everyone and you suddenly get so confused, your head wants to explode. But you can invite this on social media deliberately and get a huge amount of interaction and stop some scrolls because it taps into people's ego. So asking for opinions, asking questions and controversial content. Now, this is where the be careful part comes in. I want to really pre-warn you with this one. Controversial content is powerful, but you have to be very careful. There's a couple of pointers here. The first one is make sure if you're going to ask for opinions, ask questions or use controversial content that you understand your audience well enough to know what's going to work for them. What I mean is only the topics they're going to be opinionated about are likely to get their attention. So, for example, if you know that they are um, pet lovers, they're dog people, then when you ask people for their opinion on sh what brand of 
dewormer should I be using or what's the best, I want your opinion, what's the best brand um, of dog food out there on the market right now? And then you give a little reason why, but the first thing you write is, I want your opinion and, and it's about this. If you know that that's something that your audience cares about and they're passionate about, they're not going to be able to help but to tell you what they think. They're going to throw their opinions at you and you're going to be sitting there going, this is crazy, there's so much coming in. So asking for opinions can be powerful when you are careful about it and you know your audience. What I'm referring to when I say controversial is things that polarize people. You've got to be careful for this reason because you don't want to be the thing that polarizes people. But if you can be very strategic about how you talk about a topic so that you bring in the polarized, the polarized people and have them interacting, suddenly you create yourself quite a lot of interaction on your post. Got to keep it healthy though. Um, you can also do lighthearted controversial, which looks a little bit like Brussels sprouts, yes or no, or um, does ham belong on a Christmas table, or um, pineapple on pizza, yes or no. You know, those are lighthearted controversial topics that people have opinions about. You know, Die Hard, is it really a Christmas movie? I've seen a lot of people asking that question and that in itself gets a lot of controversial conversation going on because it's polarizing. So you can go lighthearted with this or you can go a little bit deeper. I've seen people go a little bit deeper when they talk about things that are, and by the way, don't do politics here. Please be careful with politics because they, they do get watched by Facebook. Uh, well, meta as a whole. So they're watched on Facebook and Instagram. So political posts can get shadow banned, can even get you flagged. So avoid politics at all costs. But, you know, you could, um, it could be a trend that's polarizing people. It could be, um, you know, something new that's coming about. There are so many, I can't even think of anything right now. I've seen so many clever ways of talking about this. You know, you might want to talk about a new and upcoming technology or a new and upcoming um, tool that might be available in the market. Maybe you're in beauty or you're in health and you've heard of a new treatment or something along those lines. And you can simply ask the question and start some conversation. Now, here is the biggest tip though when it comes to using this particular method of stopping the scroll, you must, you must fence it, okay? If you're going to use controversial topics, because they polarize people and they might bring in polarizing conversation, you don't want to polarize anyone, which means you can start the conversation but don't enter in in the sense that you are telling people where you stand fence it. So you're loving both parties, right? But you're just starting some healthy conversation. Now, I, I heard someone talking about their mother-in-law recently, and they were talking about um, this person's personality. And this is the sort of personality that both annoys and fascinates me. They said that the best way to describe this woman is she's the sort of person that will pull the pin out of a grenade and throw it into the room and then stand back and watch the explosion. In other words, she was a sort of person that would start a controversial conversation without entering in and stand back and watch it unfold. And she would get massive arguments happening between people, but wouldn't actually be involved in the argument at all. And everyone would wonder how it is that she stayed out of it and yet at the same time started it. So I don't want you doing that, but what I am suggesting is that you could start some healthy debate but stay as a fence sitter. Don't enter in. Very important. Okay. 
So that is text-only posts, clever video, and controversial opinion-based content when you understand who your audience is. I love hooks. Hooks are really powerful. You've heard me talk about them before. Hooks are essentially what you use for the first line or the opener or the header of whatever it is that you post. So when you write a caption, the caption can be as long as you want, as long as the first one to two sentences hooks them in. If you don't hook them, they're not going to read any further. To give an example of this, I often see people running competitions that never get entered because they don't start with win. They start with, I've got an amazing favorite product that I want to share with all of my friends. And so to share this with my friends, I'm actually going to be giving one of these away. Now, what you've got to remember is if that's how you word it, most of that text will not be visible unless someone clicks on see more, which means that most people won't know you're giving anything away unless they click that button to expand it. And if you didn't get their attention in the first two sentences, it's unlikely they're going to click that button. So creating a hook, very powerful, very important. Do it as often as you can. And this is really powerful as well on a Facebook live. I often see people putting a caption with a Facebook Live, which you have to do, that will say something like, I'm going to be doing a live today to talk to you all about this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And it leaves nothing to the imagination, meaning that I don't, I'm, I'd have got no reason to watch that video for the most part, unless I'm really curious to hear what you got to say about this and this and this and this and this. But for the most part, when you don't, when you know what people want and you almost give it to them, you don't quite tell them everything. They're more likely to click and watch a little bit. So you've got more of a chance to get their attention. So let's have a little bit of a look then at how you can create curiosity and intrigue with a hook. Now I've got a few examples and I'm just going to tell you a few now. I've got a couple up on my screen that I love. Um, there's a few little tips to get you going, but I said to you at the start that I've actually got a little gift for you. We've actually created a little download for you with a whole ton of hooks. So you can scroll through this and come up with something. You don't even have to think of it. Come up with something that'll work for you and use that. But let's give you some ideas here. So the first one is hooks that tell them to do the opposite of what you want them to do. Things like don't watch this video or don't open this email. Um, I did one the other day, I did a little video in our social media for direct sellers group. I was just trying to think of where I did that. And uh, I basically, the live I did, I did a little caption that said, don't watch this video dot, dot, dot. And then underneath I said, unless you want massive growth or something along those lines. Now they had to click the see more to see the rest. But the thing was that it made them go, what, what am I looking at here? Um, another thing would be uh, to call them out specifically. So if you know who's watching or who you want to be watching or reading, it doesn't just have to be videos. It could be, you know, if you know who you want to be reading this post, you could literally call them out. So something like calling all houseplant enthusiasts, calling all nurses, calling all new mums, calling all dads with babies under the age of one. So get really specific. That's another way of getting their attention. Um, you could also, I love this one. I've used this one quite a lot. It's something like um, where they think they're going to, again, we're not being false about this, but you know, um, something like, can I share a secret or 
I'm about to tell you something I haven't ever told anyone before or uh, brand new information or something like that that shows them that you're about to open up. That can also work really well as well. Um, what else have we got? <laughs> unpopular opinion, uh, dot, dot, dot. That's another one. And then you could share your unpopular opinion, whatever that might be. You could go into the pineapple on pizza debacle, whatever that might be. Um, fun fact, uh, what else have we got here? The biggest lesson I've learned, uh, you may need to hear this today. Um, here's how I know this is possible. Um, let's see, what else have we got here? Um, hate dot, 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 you know, feel, feel something in here. You are in luck. Um, I wasn't going to share this or do this, but dot, 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 whatever might come after that. So you can sort of see how it's more about creating curiosity with your text rather than telling, we want it, we feel like we have to tell everyone everything. Keep it as curious as you can because it's more likely to get their attention if it leaves them wondering and they just can't help it but to click and see what it is that you are on about. So let's talk about number five. And number five is the imagery that you use. And I'm going to give you a few tips here to stop the scroll with your pictures because it's very easy for us to do the same old, same old, take a photo on our phone, but there are a couple of things you can do to tweak it and make it grab attention quickly without very much work at all. The first one is to change the filter to black and white or sepia. Now, this is a funny thing because you, it's probably, I, I think you probably don't really think about doing this very often, but the bottom line is that when you switch from color to black and white, it's a massive pattern interrupt. They're seeing Facebook in a lot of color, right? Everything is color, 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 color. You suddenly go black and white and whoa, that's going to stand out and grab a bit of attention. Sepia is another one because that's kind of that, um, oh, how do you even explain it? My parents were photographers, so I'm very familiar with sepia. I used to see that a lot. Sepia is that like, um, brownie colored imagery that you used to see, you know, a lot of people, um, Sort of, sort of like, um, yeah, really neutral tone images. So instead of making it black and white, you make it sepia, which is like brown and white, essentially. Sepia also can grab a lot of attention because it makes it look very old. Another way of grabbing attention with your imagery is to turn your image to 3D. Now, you will only get given the option to do this if you took the photo using professional mode. So on your phone, um, you will have, uh, and I'm just pulling this up now, uh, sorry, not professional mode, oh, Sam, portrait mode. So on your phone down the bottom, if you've got an iPhone that is like four years old or less, it might be more than that now, you will have, and, and Samsung's have got this as well, um, maybe even other brands have got this now too, there is a mode on your phone uh, in your camera called portrait. So you can just sort of scroll through these, you can see down the bottom here until you get to portrait mode. Now, when you click on portrait mode, any image that you've taken, any image that you've taken in portrait mode, Facebook will give you the option. So when you upload it from your phone to Facebook, it has to be directly in Facebook, by the way, it will ask at the top, do you want to make this 3D? And you can tap on that. And what that does is as they scroll through their feed, 
the photo moves. It's really cool. So it actually shifts and changes because it's 3D. So as they scroll, your image kind of does this bit of movement, uh, much more likely to grab attention. You can also zoom in really close on something so they can't actually tell what it is until they click on it and it kind of um, expands a little or you tell them in the caption what it might be. So, you know, just things like get creative. It doesn't have to be the obvious. You want to stop the scroll. You want to get their attention. So just think of ways that you can do that. Don't give it all away. And remember, know what they want, then almost give it to them. That's the best possible tip I can ever give you. So guys, that is some ways. I'm going to re-go through those five different ways, but they are some of the ways you can stop the scroll. So number one was text only posts. Number two was video, but being really clever with those first three seconds. Number three was opinions, controversial posts and questions that relate to your target audience. Number four was hooks. Get them hooked with the first line. And number five was cleverly using video by doing things like changing the color, going 3D, or not making it obvious what the image is necessarily of. I don't want to see any mango pictures going up, by the way, people. So that's it. Hope that you found this really valuable, helpful, and you've got loads of tips. I can't wait to see what you go away and create and play with. Have an amazing, amazing week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.